Hello and welcome to That Film's Due. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Six Underground. Directed by Michael Bay in what may be the most Michael Bay movie ever, Six Underground is the action thriller written by Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese. Six Underground is on Netflix now, so if you haven't watched the film yet but you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. There's explosions, there's fast cars, there's slow motion action scenes, and... Fast motion action scenes for that matter. And there's Ryan Reynolds. Jason, you have the plot. An unnamed American billionaire, played by Ryan Reynolds, fakes his own death to form an anonymous vigilante squad to take down criminals and terrorists that governments will not touch. Now known as One, he recruits five other people to abandon their past and join his cause as ghosts. These six individuals from all around the globe each... The very best at what they do have been chosen not only for their skill, but for a unique desire to delete their past to change the future. One, a billionaire. Two, a spy. Three, a hitman. Four, a parkour runner and thief. Five, a doctor. And six, a driver. Until he dies. Then we get seven. It, a sniper I completely guy. <laughs> missed the fact that it was Dave Franco. Did not notice at all. That first thing I noticed. And oh, look, he, it's Dave Franco. Missed he, it. Then he died. My opening the, scene that tw- is I, insane. I clocked it. I because Not 20 I, minutes. It has to be. It's 18 and a half minutes. Wow. Until that scene actually ends. Dave Franco's dead. And the movie... I mean, we're still in a giant flashback, though, for at least another 15 minutes, but... This movie is a giant flashback. There's flash, you know, there's only one character it's, it's that does not forward, get a flashback. The Doctor. We don't need to know where she comes from. She's a doctor. We know but she's she... the only character <laughs> that doesn't get a flashback in a movie full of flashbacks. Yeah. Well, if you if we were to talk about the characters, I would say she was the least developed. And that makes sense. She has no, no flashback. flashback. So, there no development. Go. But, mate, this is... I mean, this has the feels... I mean, this... Uh, the go-to feelings and like filmmaker tropes that uh, I jump to are the Transformer movies. This is a Transformer movie without uh, without the big robots. If a giant Autobot showed up at some point, I would have looked at this movie and that fits. It, totally, it, totally, it fits. No, but Michael Bay's got his he's got his styles and like the the way that he cuts. Pieces together. This place looks like like somebody has made a spoof of a Michael Bay movie. And they've gone over the top with all the Michael Bay cliches or you know all the things that he puts in his movie is that a, turned it all the way up is that a negative I mean I, I feel like that's a very negative uh... I think if I was younger if I was still in my teens this would have been the best experience of my life watching this which movie which is actually why I'm this movie made me concerned to go back and watch the I haven't seen the Transformer movies for a while can I just say but I feel like I might to hate them. To hell with the Transformers <laughs> films. I do not like them. I watched that first one and quite liked it. Hmm. But that's it. Otten Bumblebee, which Michael Bay didn't direct. But I do not like those movies. When I think Michael Bay, Bad, Bad Boys, Boys. Yep. The Rock. That's, that's my happy place for Michael Bay movies. And everything that he brought to Bad Boys, we're seeing in the trailer for Bad Boys for Life. The low angles... The arms outstretch holding guns, the you know, the pan shots, we were you know, we're looking around yep. 360 around the characters. 
And again, like when I first watched those Bad Boys movies, I loved it then. I rewatched the trailers recently just to get a feel for it, and I am looking forward to that new one. But I think I've got that emotional connection to that franchise. But watching this has been a new thing from Michael Bay. It's an odd experience because there's explosions, and I wasn't prepared for the amount of violence and blood. Yeah, and the language. So much. Oh, and the language. Well, yeah, mate. No, he, the language is there as well. Yeah, he, he's had movies that, that have language. So, like what that. he's giving me in this movie is what I thought I wanted from a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> Not Transformers. I want this. But it is so over the top. You know, I had to look to see what the budget was for this movie because I'm thinking, who's giving them the money to do this? Because it looks at times cheesy, but expensive. Like there's so many special effects shots going into this. I looked it up, 150 million. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it started as a Netflix film. They came in later in the day. But still, somebody has given Michael Bay all that cash, and this is what he produced. It's, it's possible that he's probably contributed himself. He's, he's probably got the capital to, to fork it out, to get an investment back. The jet that the ghosts get around on? That's Michael Bay's private jet. Save some money there. <laughs> Here we go. Ryan Reynolds in this movie, he's your name. Yeah. You may reckon... I mean, Dave Franco, yeah, he's in there, but I didn't realise. <laughs> and only for... Well, actually, a big chunk of the movie, but... About 18 minutes, you've said. Well, it still can be, you know, it's a small... But the other actors small. don't really know them. So I'm thinking, as I'm watching this movie, and it's looking expensive in the visuals, where are they saving money? Well, they're saving it there. Mm. These actors, though, doing a pretty they do decent role. They, like they, I mean, they're, they're decent jobs. They're all serviceable. the The parkour guy, he was Angel in X Men Apocalypse. Oh, I didn't care enough to look it up, but I just assumed he was a parkour guy. And they just put him in the movie because he's a British actor. Guy. And I don't not to say his acting was shocking I or anything, but I just figured no, all he's doing parkour a- comes into his other roles. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I reckon well, it looked like he was doing. It looks the like stuff, it yeah. looks like he's doing it. Yeah. Did you notice that product placement is something that happens in movies, I mean, in it, TV? Yeah, it, it, it happens. Happen. <laughs> Did you see the aviation gin bottle? Uh, no, I guess it was wasn't paying that close ridiculous. Was it everywhere? Oh, it was in the bar scene. And when you first see the bottle, the label is facing the camera and it is the closest thing to the camera. And Reynolds is chatting to the girl at the bar. And then it was a when you move away <laughs> from the bottle, it's always in shot, but you don't see the label again. Are you familiar with Aviation Gin? No, but I feel like you're giving me a rundown on, on, this, on this product. The company <laughs> is partly owned by Ryan Reynolds. No oh, surprise there. Didn't he do like a few... Like internet he does ads. videos yeah, or something. He does, he's in the commercials. Yeah. He's, I think Ryan, uh, he is Ryan Reynolds, I think uh, Hugh Jackman. There was something between the two of them that were, that they were doing something, weren't they, with that? Yeah, so. they advertised a product because I think Jackman's got his own product and they've done some cross promoting. But I mean, I get it. Product placement, you know, sometimes movies need that extra bit of cash to get it over the line, whether it's Budweiser, Coca Cola. Maybe well, Reynolds cuts are available. <laughs> if Ryan Reynolds was the most expensive actor in this movie, maybe he was of like, course he is. pay me on the cheap, Yes, put my gin in this movie, or not pay me at all, who knows? Maybe. Honestly, when... Because I'm thinking, 
how is he in this? Because yes, he's not always made the best choices, but he's always entertaining. He's always watchable in whatever he does. But when I saw that bottle and I heard about Bay using his own plane, I'm thinking, right, okay, so this is where they're saving some cash doing some tricks, to spend yeah. on all, all the special effects. But that bottle, you'd get me. <laughs> um... Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a few compliments for this movie. Visually, it's a polished, nice, uh, you know, big. It looks expensive. Visually, very appealing movie. There's a lot going on. The action sequences are put together really well. Um, of course, there's the explosions and fast cars and you know quick edits and all that kind of stuff that comes with it. And you're just like, wow, action movie. But it's yeah, man, it's shallow. It's uh, yeah. Here's my here's, here's my negatives. Well, what happened to the good stuff? Oh, what I said it. It <laughs> looks good. It just means nothing. The story was not gripping me enough for me to care at any point during this movie, especially after that 18 minute epic opening of just stuff that was happening. Like I watched it. I watched this whole movie, but I didn't know what the hell was happening full disclaimer you were struggling and i got a message from you and it is i think the last time you sent me a message halfway through a movie to say you were struggling was the christmas chronicles <laughs> we care muscle <laughs> so it does not happen often it's I wasn't, been a year. yeah some when we try to obviously keep our thoughts hidden until we get you know in front of the mic and and, and discuss it uh one-on-one but i did set thought we were in the final act I checked the time on the, you know, on my little Netflix device there. 50 minutes to go. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this movie's been on for so long. We're talking about this movie today because of me. I was very much <laughs> the driving force for us to do what? a review on this movie. The appeal, though. Michael Bay, yeah. Like, I can be a sucker for, you know, everything he has to offer. Why not? I like things blowing up. Ryan Reynolds, of course. The trailers looked action-packed. I was like, whatever. And, of course, free movie on Netflix. Why not? But... It still costs time. It still costs me time. <laughs> I could have been... I could have been doing other stuff. I just... <laughs> I tell you. What about the writers, though? Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese. Deadpool. Mm. So there's your Ryan Reynolds connection there. Let's talk about Reynolds in this movie. So he plays the character one. He's the billionaire. He gets these guys together. So the whole point is that they fake the deaths. And they can go on these covert missions the way they wrap up his character but no we'll get to that later and it'll be I mean, don't hold this back. is not going to be a, like a long review <laughs> i don't think his character it's as if reynolds is playing two different versions of this guy like he's, because he's he plays him serious in one minute and then he's deadpool another minute yeah. I, I felt as though his performance out of all the six slash seven is was the most inconsistent yeah like when he was when he, when he's in the field and he you know like he just wants to be quippy and say you know funny things. I was like, he's even he was even doing like the Deadpool voice. You it know, felt where out of place. Where you know Ryan Reynolds has a serious voice, but he also has like that goofy sort of yeah, just silly silly tone to him, and and that's what we got for the for most of the time. But then there were other moments where you know he was triggered and he wasn't happy with what the other characters were doing so you know he'd be angry and serious and he's like but he's getting angry with them for doing what he was doing in the previous scene yeah being quippy 
So I felt like his character oh, like, was very interesting. Like the one guy, I did enjoy the one bit where that one guy was just like constantly just like giving movie one-liners and then <laughs> what does he say is like, I'm the dangerous, like no more movie lines. And it was like, that's a TV line, but you know, whatever. Was that three, the hitman? I think it was the... He uh, was pretty yeah. funny. Yeah, all the beard, eh? Yeah, what about the bit where... I, I'm going to say this now. I had fun watching this <laughs> because it was just big and ridiculous and I watched it with my wife and we both got out of it the same thing for just being big and silly and flash inexpensive. But there's so many moments where it's sort of like, oh, that was just even sillier from what I was expecting from this movie. Like, you've got the six underground or the ghosts and they've got the gas masks on, mm. the laughing gas. And then number three, the hitman, his, yeah, his mouthpiece is loose. He's getting affected by the gas. And the lady that's with him, the other number, I can't remember which number she was, but when um, she looks away and comes back to him... Let's say two. <laughs> he's now slapped a silly grin sticker on his mask. How did he know to prepare for that? Yeah, where, like, where, where did... The, where did that come from? Was that's like, <laughs> that's Deadpool. That is a Deadpool moment. Mm. But I just went with it. The humour is... I mean... All over the place. It, it's Yeah, it's up and down. I mean, the writers also did... Zombieland. So if you think Zombieland, Deadpool, now Six Underground. There's that there's that sarcastic um, commentary type kind of humour where you know they will make comments and refer to things that are happening around them and address the fact that something is bonkers or ridiculous or out of place or silly or serious. You know, like they will they will make remarks and that's where they, they draw the humour from. And I feel like not just Ryan Reynolds, all the characters were contributing to that. Like no one had a there was not one straight character. They were all, on different levels, but they were all giving that. They were all, you know, quippy. I've got a personality. I've got something to say, something funny. And, it, yeah, it's all over the place. The journey is that one the journey <laughs> grew up an orphan and they never wanted to get too close to people. That's mm. why he never referred to them by names, always a number. But then a relationship he had years ago, he finds out that she had a kid and then he makes this huge leap that's my son i'm gonna leave everything to him and that's like, like the very end that's right? the end like that's yeah what a leap <laughs> like and he's like i'm all about family now yeah. they know my name i know their name we're a team we're a family and i've got a son the end explosions <laughs> <laughs> that's the movie it's i mean yeah like the screenplay for this is not it's not poetry it's nothing on the grand scale of, uh, yeah. Was Michael Bay's last movie, Transformers, The Last Night? It's possibly the last one I watched. Like, Michael Bay movie, I think, because of nothing... He might have done something else. In between Transformers, he made Pain and Gain mm. with Dwayne Johnson and Mark Wahlberg. That was pretty good. But other than that, he's just been doing Transformers, hasn't he? Yeah. He's not coming back for Bad Boys 3. I don't know. I feel like Michael Bay is in an odd place at the moment, but hey, they well, gave him 150 million to make a movie. If you refer to you know something that he's made as essentially almost like a satire of what he does, and it's coming from him, it's like is that? I mean, but is that what he's made? I don't think he has. I think he's like let's just make a fun action movie, and, then, yeah. and people have just gone. No, well, here's your money. Yeah, make the movie. But you're viewing it. Almost like it's a like it's a parody of of himself. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I I think he's made a, a straightforward action film. 
with some humor. Yeah, of course. That's, that's what I think, that's what I think he's course, made. Me too, yeah. I looked at some Netflix stats today. I was curious. Right? Over the past year, all content, the number one most watched thing on Netflix across the board, right? Murder Mystery? Yes, or Murder Mystery. mystery. No, whatever it's called. This movie, Six Underground, came out, what, middle of December? It's number two. And when it goes to... How? And that, again, this is like across all Netflix. How? All their original programming films. And then when we're just talking films... Just on the fact that... Murder Mystery and Six Underground come in the same place again. So if people are questioning, like, why does Netflix keep giving Adam Sandler all this money to make these movies that aren't always the best... Like murder mystery, like you know, it can still put out a good movie on Netflix, and that's number one for the year. But even like with with you know, thinking about it, it's like even movies because they the fact that they have tenure for more of the period of the year, you think just on that alone, those numbers would have. How has this movie got that many numbers to be that high? Are these correct facts? Are these from Netflix? These are from Netflix. Are they so bullshit? these are facts according to Netflix. Is anyone? But this movie, they have their own Six Underground, <laughs> I, looks like a movie you would watch at the cinema. You yeah. said it yourself. You got to watch it at home. Mm. I'm being honest. I would not have gone to the cinema to watch this. But even when we're rating a movie, there's you almost feel like you you're rating it at a different grade because you're not going been, out to the big screen. Yeah, you need, I've been trying you need to shake to, that. I have as well because you do need to, you know, we do all the DC animated movies. It's like, okay, so it's just still, like, they're not at the movies, but it's still Like, a rate film them as a home video DC animated, you know, it's a cartoon, essentially. But you think how many Netflix subscribers there are worldwide. And then I do think this audience is going to be younger than us, mm. but they're going to like it a lot. And I was chatting to to a mate of mine, and as we were talking about this film and how big and ridiculous it is, and a lot of it doesn't make sense, but then we're both pulling different bits out that we enjoyed and thought, well, this just was big and silly. And then end of the conversation, I'm like, wow, I think I liked it more than I thought. <laughs> it was just just big, dumb fun that I got to watch at home on a Friday night. Yeah. For me, it was a Monday morning, but uh, maybe and maybe that's could that influ- could that have been a big enough. You should have watched it Friday night. Maybe Friday night. A Friday, Friday night. Have a couple beers. Opening weekend. Maybe something I was else. There. <laughs> I was there. I, I had a beer as well, so maybe maybe I was I was I had the right approach. Mm. But if we're gonna rate this movie, then I'll let you go first. I'm curious to hear. Oh look, what you I think. I will admit that there. There definitely is an audience for this type of movie. Like, if you're into big action pieces, you know, like, crafted, again, you know, quite quite well. Like, visually, this is an appealing movie. Um, if you're not too concerned with the story, the dialogue, the I mean, the acting's okay, but, you know, if you're not after anything too dramatic, you know, like, this movie does have its appeals. It didn't work for me. It wasn't my cup of tea. Um, and yeah, it was a struggle to watch. I'm going to give it a two out of five. I was thinking for the longest time, I was going to come in for clean three, but it's not quite that high. I did have fun with this movie, but again, the inconsistencies in Reynolds performance, uh, visually, you know, it's doing a lot for me. I'm going to come in 2.5. 
Okay, I, that's, you know, and that's lower than I thought. Yeah, because I mean, especially when, when I kind of revealed what I was going to go for. <laughs> yeah, it sounded no, like you were disappointed in me a little no, bit. No, no, I mean, I, I'm, I thought maybe a one for you, to be honest. I mean, no, I mean, you wanted to tap out halfway, but I'm, I'm thinking, you know, two point five. You know, it is. Do I need to see a sequel? No. <laughs> we need to find out done. about number four or whatever her name is. Yeah, get the backstory for the doctor, yeah. and we all need to know. Like, we need give her a spin off test. <laughs> A paternity test. Is it really one son? Ooh. We need to know. But no, I, I don't need to see anything more from the franchise. I'm glad this movie exists. I had fun watching it on the night. I'm never going to go back and revisit it. But it was, a, it was a decent couple of hours. I mean, like in summary, if this movie actually had alien robots in it and this, you know, this team were, you know, trying to take down some Decepticons, maybe... Maybe I'd give it a three. Don't no, give just... Michael Bay any ideas. <laughs> Don't give us another Transformers film <laughs> Crossover. where the ghosts turn up. No. Because at least, at least there'd be, you know, robot fights. And that's, that always just makes things better. Before we close, I do have a little bit of trivia. That might mean nothing, but I thought, huh, I read it. It was interesting. <laughs> this movie was rumoured to be a Thundercats movie. What? Okay. Years ago, I heard Michael Bay's like name attached. at least, and maybe okay. Ryan Reynolds involved. But when they were in production on this, the rumor was that Michael Bay was going to be making a Thundercats movie. Mm. And we've seen the trailers for Cats, so I don't <laughs> think we need Cats. Or we don't need Cats either, but I don't think we need Thundercats in live Look, action. I haven't seen Cats, but you know, I've heard horrendous things. I've, do you know it's a G-rated but, movie? Well, it's just a play. Isn't I know, it? but I it's thought it was going to be like a PG. I didn't realise that like, it's a movie for kids. You know, <laughs> Universal have shipped a brand new print out to all cinemas worldwide because the original release, the effects weren't finished. Oh, so it's there's a scene with Judy Dench's character, and they didn't replace her human hands. Oh, so she's just oh. got hands, and you can see her wedding ring. <laughs> and there's all the things where they've gone back and they've digitally fixed what the effects and they've spent so but, much money on it but on cats you know, again I haven't seen it but you know if there were like superhero Thundercat like things in cats would probably be a better movie I don't know like, seeing the cats trailer I'm like <laughs> I'd never want to see Thundercats in live action give me an animated movie yeah I don't want that yeah like doped up Animated CGI, if you know what I mean, like that kind of. What the hell are we talking about? Can we wrap? Can well, we that's wrap it up? for our review of Six Underground and our thoughts on cats. Please go subscribe <laughs> and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud, and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at Pennyworth. And Rewind and Review recently celebrated Christmas with National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Our next review from That Film Stew will be Jumanji The Next Level. Ooh. Um, that will be our final review f- uh, before our year in review 2019. It does bug me that we'll be posting it on the 1st of January. That's okay. But it bugs me still. That's okay. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film stew. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs>